0: So I find myself on yet another Sunday traveling into the city, but this time I'm crossing state lines. But that sounds more dramatic than how undramatic and normal this really is. I'm on my way to New Jersey, Jersey City to be exact, and as I'm traveling into the city, I have to take the PATH train. And I realize I forgot to check the train schedule. It's Sunday. Trains are a little more wonky and less convenient than usual, and the path is no exception. I did not time my commute right. So I'm waiting in the World Trade Center for over 20 minutes, and I know by then that I'm definitely going to be late. So I sit down on a nearby bench and I take out my phone. I open my messages and I text Jake. Okay, what kind of donuts do you want? The good news is, the path ride isn't that long. The commute from New Jersey to New York City can differ depending on how deep into New Jersey you're coming from or going, and Jake doesn't live that far. Even with the minor train hiccup, I'm not too late to his home and I still have time to get donuts. Lucky for me, and for Jake too, he lives close to a Krispy Kreme. Jake working in the same retail store over the summer. He came a little bit after I had started, and I remember the day he came because he had brought in a box of donuts as a sort of welcome gift for the team. I thought it was only fitting to bring some donuts for our meetup today. Thank you.
1: Oh,
0: there's a little Santa. Yeah. How are you? It's so good, it's so good to see you. How's the rain? It. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> I'm good. It's I like the hoodie. I'm out! Neil and Dave. <gasps>
0: yeah, if is that is that the Christmas present
1: that's this the year? Christmas That's the Christmas present this, this year.
0: Can I hang
1: my jacket too? Yeah. And is there a free hanger? Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's see. Oh my god. You want some coffee? Yes, oh my god, you are real one for making coffee.
1: I started in May. Like no, mid-May. you did not. I, moved, I, I have it like on my calendar, probably. My first shift.
0: Oh, no. I'm so off. Really? Yeah. Because that, oh,
1: that's fun. around when you started. No, I, like, I
0: started in April. Well, yeah. I remember yeah.
1: coming up the going up the floor with you for the fr- my first day there. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you're going to have to show me around here. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. That's what you said. <laughs> you basically said something like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, wow, you're helpful. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was oh fine. God. Like yeah. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I was like, I'm gonna like this girl. I thought you. I thought you were funny.
0: Oh my god! Wait, I was. T- I was telling my parents this to like the first day you came, you bought Krispy cream donuts, yeah. and you were not in the break room, and I saw the donuts, and I was like, who brought those? They're like, oh, the new guy, Jake. And I said, oh, so we would like him. And then like everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: Oh yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> and then
0: I said it to your face. Yeah. And no, I thought it
1: was funny. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's... But um,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah, that, that's when I knew you were funny. Yeah. I, like, I, knew I, could, I knew I could trust you, at least with stuff like that. Speaking that's
0: that way. wild. Um... I didn't know back then, back in May, when I made fun of him for bringing donuts on his first day of work, that just a couple months later, on a rainy Sunday in New Jersey, I'd be returning the favor. It's kind of funny how things can come full circle like that in such a short amount of time. But for Jake, as I will come to learn that rainy afternoon at his dining room table with coffee and Krispy Kreme donuts, this thing, this idea of coming full circle isn't new to him. Jake came to the States with his family when he was six years old.
1: I grew up in Manila. That's like a big hustling, like bustling city. All this stuff's going on. And there's always something to do. There's always like crazy shit going on. We moved around houses a lot. Like my parents had, they didn't really have their own like house. Like my mom and dad didn't have like mom and dad's house. We were like at my grandma's house or at my other grandma's house or at my aunt's house. Just kept moving around. For the earlier part of my life, and then we got our own apartment. Where right around when I was five, because way before that we were like in house of like ten people, twelve people always, in and out, just like rotating. Just three, like everyone living. Yeah, like three or four families, and like it's like two houses connected almost is where I grew up, and then the same kind of thing in another city on my dad's side. It's like so, just a lot of families together all in one. One lot, I guess,
0: yeah, and growing up with that many family members so close to you, your surroundings are always busy. There's never a dull moment.
1: usually, there' was enough going on at home because it's so chaotic to like keep you entertained with having over twelve, thirteen people there, like three different generations all under one house, so that like just kept us entertained like there's always be somebody fighting, always a cousin to mess with. Always an old uncle to mess with, stuff like that.
0: Jake and his family alone had five people. His mom, his dad, his older sister,
1: his younger brother, and himself.
0: Wait, what's it like being a middle child?
1: It's kind of like I was middle management in a company where I wasn't the main CEO boss. Probably so I probably someone to boss me around. So usually shit rolls downhill like if my sister asked me to do something for my mom. I always asked my brother to do it growing up my sister was always the boss she's the boss of the bosses basically also because out of both of my cousin groups on my mom's side and my dad's side she's the oldest oh okay and that carries a lot of weight especially like in a filipino culture like being the oldest everyone looks to you for for a lot of things like for guidance for how to dress for how to speak little things like that like there's a lot of influence in being the oldest um everyone was so scared of her growing up just cuz she had this look she like pierce you with her eyes and you just knew you just knew there's some shit was about to go down but yeah my sister was the boss uh, always but still like always took care of us Um, but then me and my little brother, that was a little bit, little bit different because it's growing up. A two-year difference is from like a six-year-old and a four-year-old. It's huge.
0: Really? I would think it's not that much. Like I wish my brother and I were closer in age. I thought we would get along better if we were that close. Mm. But that's an interesting point. No, why, why is that? Well, why do you think that it's is? It's like
1: usually I can give you like a few examples just because like I was almost three when he was born, mm-hmm. so I saw I already had like this malicious <laughs> like the, little the brother
0: threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, terrible threes. I already
1: like wanted to like mess with people a lot like when, at that age and like having a little brother that was so, so gullible and, and innocent and vulnerable was like the perfect target <laughs> it was the perfect thing for like a bad kid like me <laughs> so like for example I just like messing up with my little brother so much like when we were in the Philippines there are these chairs right? and the seat cushion for the, like these metal chairs was gone. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a ring, right? Like, And then inside is like a hole.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Right, you get it? hmm I got it. So I put like a blanket on top of it. Jake! <laughs> and my brother, I don't know how old he is, like two or three. Jake! And I'm like, hey Des, Des is my brother's name. I'm like, go sit in that chair, tell me how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> so he sits in it and he falls through and then there's a screw and it cut it cut his nose it cut his nostril open and I was like (laughs) I was like holy shit oh my god I gotta tell my mom I was I don't even remember I don't even remember getting spanked for that but I'm sure it was so bad that I just blocked it out of my mind I completely (laughs) blocked it out of my mind I don't
0: even remember how I got disciplined for that. But it must have been so- I rash. got
1: cause I got disciplined. I'm sure I got discipline. <laughs> I mean.
0: Oh my god. Is his nostril okay?
1: It's fine, it's fine now, but there used to be like a little a line. Scar. Not not like a bad one, but there was definitely a scar that you could see in his nostril. Oh
0: my god.
1: Like it was literally like Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember laughing the first time he fell through until I saw that blood. I was like because it's funny, it's still funny when I think about it. I love messing with my brother.
0: Even though life was moving along for their family in the Philippines, Jake's parents knew that they wanted more. In two thousand and one, they moved to New Jersey.
1: I didn't know at the time, but right. I mean, just in general, it's just better opportunity here than in the Philippines. Because my parents tried to do start all of these businesses. They're both dentists. At the same time, they're trying to. Be like entrepreneurial, I guess. They're like selling all this random stuff like eggs, machine parts, all these things to try to get into, but it just never picked up for some reason or another. So we decided, I guess they decided to move to America because we had family here for just more opportunity just in general.
0: But at six years old, the idea of moving somewhere for a better opportunity wasn't exactly an idea he could hold on to yet. At that age, there was just one thing he knew for sure. He was going to America.
1: In the Philippines, you see America as like a big brother. We used to be a colony of the United States like a long time ago, so we still see America as like big brother of someone to look up to. Everything's great in America. They got Levi's, Kit Kat, stuff like that. You know, it's like a lot of this big brother. Look towards America, so I was so excited. Mm-hmm. So, American pop culture is like huge in the Philippines. I was a big Backstreet Boys fan. I always like had my arms crossed, like in pictures, like facing away from the camera, just because I knew, I knew those like the Backstreet Boys that tried to be a bad kid. Just a lot of like overlap with pop culture and music, especially.
0: Before they made the big move, Jake's dad came to the States to find work. He tried to find a stable position as a dental assistant, and in the late summer of 2001, Jake, his mom, and his siblings came to the U.S. Jake tells me that he doesn't remember much from that journey.
1: I just remember I didn't sleep on the plane. It's like an 18-hour plane ride altogether. It's like a whole journey. I just didn't sleep the whole time. I was just excited. I was going to America. It was cool.
0: Jake's family was coming to New Jersey specifically because they already had family members living there. Another part of their family had moved to the States before them.
1: So we came to New Jersey because there was family here living in this apartment. Um, Oh, wait.
0: So this, wait a minute. So this apartment has been in your family for like... Since the 70s. Shut up. Yeah. Wait, that's They're like
1: different. Like my uncle owned it. My aunt owns it. No, it was like, went through a lot of hands.
0: Wait, that is crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was this apartment that I stayed in when I first moved to America. Wow. I was living in that room.
0: He points out the bedroom behind us. That's where they stayed. With your siblings? Or just, yeah.
1: Okay. My siblings, my mom and dad. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: They stayed in this apartment in Jersey City for two months.
1: But I remember, because it was like, we went to Six Flags. We went to like New York in the city and like hung out on the boardwalk over there. It was really nice. Was okay. I just I remember that.
0: They moved to the States for better opportunities. The jobs Jake's dad found were not working out as well as they would have liked. So to maximize on their opportunity and to expand their search for stability, they decided to go elsewhere. They packed their bags and moved somewhere completely new. They moved to Jackson, Kentucky.
1: I was too young for them to even like we're moving to Kentucky, like, I can't, I can't just fathom like, that. You just,
0: like, wake up one day and you're like, oh, I guess we're... <laughs> yeah, I was like, I guess
1: we're moving. It was like, because this feels a lot more like coming from Manila to here is, like, feels a little more natural than coming from Manila to Kentucky. I didn't know, but I guess moving from here to Kentucky, too, was weird. From Jersey to Kentucky, it was just a weird feeling.
0: But although moving between states can be a weird experience and feeling at the time, They were going to a space that was somewhat familiar. Their decision to go to Jackson, Kentucky wasn't a random
1: one. This time we moved into, uh, I mentioned my cousins that moved to America earlier. Mm -hmm. We moved to their house, Um, so they're already like a family of five.
0: I was going to say, was it similar to like back in the Philippines having multiple people under one roof? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
1: they're a family of five, the same mom, dad. A girl and two boys like in the same order um so at that point we were like six cousins all together in one house was so much fun so much chaos was going on and we were like had a pretty big age range from like my sister all the way to my little brother they're like my cousins were all in between that so yeah it was a good time
0: and this entire time while jake and his siblings and his parents were transitioning from new jersey to kentucky it was still summertime. When it was time for back to school, he didn't need to worry too much about being the new kid or nervous first days because he was going to school with his cousins. He already knew people.
1: In the Philippines, the year ends on in March. Oh, So I had from like March until August, I think.
0: Oh, so this entire time that you were in Jersey, you were not?
1: I wasn't in school.
0: Got yeah. it. So by the time you moved to Jackson. Yeah, it was about time
1: home. for school. So yeah, we went, I went to school with all my cousins. We all went to school in like one big Nissan Quest. So all six of us would pile in, and then my uh, Dita would drive. My aunt would drive us over there, and I just remember like me and my cousins all. Whenever we hear some music, some old slow jams, because we'd be like, "Oh, that's what they played in the Quest. That's what they played in the Quest." And then like all these tapes, so, like we just remember all these like old like Teddy Pendergrass songs. All these old soul music that like my aunt would listen to just remembered it like it's like part of all of us now yeah those car rides home
0: and while they were in school their parents were still finding and exploring the stable opportunities they hoped to gain in kentucky
1: my mom tried to do uh...
0: like was she also like trying to find a dental position at the same time as your dad
1: I think well, she I think home. she was okay. but she she was at home too more my dad was the one like he found a job later on at a dental office as a dental assistant there my mom along with my my aunt they tried to start uh an Asian restaurant in the middle of <laughs> the middle of nowhere Kentucky in Jackson my sister was like helping them out as a little 10 year old in the kitchen like carrying big like sacks of I don't know ingredients and then
0: So it was somewhat legit, like they had a location and stuff.
1: I think we were in uh what's it called? There was this candy shop, Uncle Somebody's, I don't know his name, that my parents would like or that my mom would sell egg rolls out of. It's like a, in a candy store. Oh my god. Like I remember this dude was like make candy like from scratch and my mom was like making egg rolls somewhere. I was just like,
0: <laughs> like, do you want some egg rolls with your and toffee?
1: Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Stuff like that. It was like kind of random. I don't, it didn't really take off just because mm-hmm. I don't think the clientele were there. Yeah. Maybe they weren't ready for it. That's yet. Really cool. Nonetheless,
0: they were making moves in Jackson. They were starting to get into the groove of their lives in the States.
1: Yeah, throughout the time you lived in Jackson, like we didn't, we would like always travel around. Like we'd come back here to Jersey at least every three months, like when there's a school break, or we'd go to. Visit my cousins in DC or later on we'd start visiting like my aunts in LA. Like we have family in a lot of places, like bigger like metropolitan cities. So like we got to see that kind of lifestyle, what they would live, how they would live, and like what's open to them. Like throughout we're like, we're touring America. We went to St. Louis, we went to Chicago, we went to all these places, like those six years we lived in Jackson.
0: After six years of living in Jackson and living under one roof with all of his cousins, Jake's parents decided it was time to settle down. They were thinking about moving to Lexington.
1: We would go to Lexington when, even when we were living in Jackson because Lexington is like the big city. I, I remember telling my friends back in Jackson, I was like, yeah, I'm moving to Lexington. And they're like, why are you moving to the big city? I'm like, um, no, this is just like the next step. <laughs> Like, even even when I was younger, I knew it was like, this is just, we're not, we can't live here forever. There's not, not necessarily something wrong with it, but it's just like where all well, my parents' expectations were of us three kids. I don't think they expected us to live in Jackson for that long just because the opportunities aren't as open. There's a reason why we moved to America. We didn't move to America to be... We wanted to maximize our opportunities, basically. I remember my parents asked all three of us, they sat us all down. This was like the first time they are like, do you guys really want to move to Lexington? Do you guys want to leave all your friends in Jackson and move to Lexington? And right away, all three of us were like, yes, we're going to do this. Wow. We're all really young. Jackson was pretty much all my little brother knew. And even he was like, yeah. yeah.
0: Like Jake said, They had moved to America for better opportunities. If there were more opportunities for their family elsewhere, it made sense to go wherever that place may be. At that age, they knew that, they understood. So they left Jackson. And this time when they moved, they moved into their own place.
1: So this was like a big deal for my family because first time I ever had my own bed, my own room. My parents got their own like first place as I don't remember how old they were. They're like probably in their later 30s. So it was their first place. (laughs) It was definitely an American dream. Like they had their big front lawn, big backyard with like a whole patio and like you can grill out on there. And then inside they can just like do a lot of stuff. They like went to work on it right away, right when we got the house.
0: Okay, so do you remember the
1: day you guys moved into the new place in Lexington? Yeah. We didn't have much furniture yet, like all the stuff was still being shipped. But we had a couple, like two or three other families helping us out, like our good family friends. And I don't remember exactly what we were doing, we were just like bringing a bunch of shit in. Moving beds into the rooms, and then even though we had no furniture, we had like a full kitchen somehow. <laughs>
0: most important like you ain't got a bed but you got food you yeah. don't have food tonight so it's fine <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah yeah exactly then we still have like a full kitchen we we're eating on like uh tv boxes or like we had no tables so we were just eating on boxes like on the floor with everyone it was just like a really fun like i don't know this was a good time yeah just to have everyone together just kind of struggling together like that yeah. even though it wasn't that big of a, big of a struggle either mm-hmm. yeah
0: they were starting this new chapter They were taking a new step. They were starting to hone in on the opportunities they moved to America for. And they were doing it all together as a family. No matter where they traveled or moved, they had each other. They had their family unit.
1: So when you walk in, it's like, I guess it's called like a split foyer type, where you walk in to my front door there's like upstairs right away and there's a downstairs right away oh okay so it's kind of like there are two floors and then all the rooms most of the rooms were on the upstairs so there were like four bedrooms upstairs i lived in the smallest one
0: middle child was. <laughs> no no it was,
1: it was strategic because my brother technically had the the biggest room but my parents had to walk through his room to get to their room didn't want that my sister had the biggest Probably the best room is like the corner office, kind of. Actually, right when we first moved there, it was really hard for me to sleep in my own room. Because growing up the whole time until I was like 12 or 13, I I never had my own bed or my own room. So I just slept with my parents. And it felt weird not sleeping with my parents for that longest time. Just because that's how I grew up. That's like what I knew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was creepy. So creepy to be in my room by myself. Like I never knew what it was like to be by myself until until that time we moved to our own place because there's always someone around. So it's just a new experience.
0: Sleeping by himself in his own room wasn't the only new experience he had when he moved to Lexington. It was a new place, new people, new habits. He had to learn a couple of new things.
1: Yeah, it was actually a pretty rough transition coming from Jackson to Lexington because in Jackson, is a little different. You were like a big fish in a little pond, but then moving to Lexington, the pond gets bigger and you notice there are other like other people smarter than you, other people that are like funnier, like that can just like there's another level of people like above you in terms of many other things. So that was like a big shift cuz like I was hot shit when I was a little kid in Jackson. I was like everyone wanted to be friends with me. It was cool. Because, like, in Lexington, like, it was just so much bigger, and, like, you didn't know everyone. So that was a big change.
0: This idea carried into school as well.
1: Like, in Jackson, you could get away with a lot of, like, turning in assignments late, like, not doing your homework. You could just, like, kind of charm them, the teachers, and to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll tell my mom to bake you some brownies or something. You know, stuff like that. It was just, like, you could, you could charm the teachers, basically. Okay. But in Lexington, there were... <laughs> they they just didn't fall for it, so I was failing like home ec because I just didn't do there were any other write ups for the assignments. And I almost failed my health class. Both my parents are dentists. They're like, "What the fuck? You don't even know what a cell is?" I'm like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I don't know, mom. I'm just I don't know any of this shit." I was, mm-hmm. So that was a big transition, like, because there were also other Asian kids there. Were so I lying? wasn't, I wasn't special anymore. I stood out a lot more in Jackson, basically. It was me and my brown friend, Najum, he's still like my best friend since first grade. But it was just me and him, we're like the only brown kids there. So we really stood out and we really liked standing out. But then we moved to Lexington and it was like less standing out, but I actually like not standing out a lot more.
0: But coming to this realization is part of the process when moving to a new place. It's part of the transition, and as he got older, he adjusted.
1: I definitely felt more settled and confident after middle school. Um, coming into high school, I just like knew what I was about and knew how to deal with other people. I don't just like matured a little bit more. My yeah. grades definitely got better. I wasn't failing home ec. Right. I found out that I couldn't charm the teachers. And they're so like, I, guess I guess gotta do work. Guess I gotta do work now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you guys were still traveling like around the country,
1: at the yeah. Yeah, or? we were still going around like the whole summer before I moved to Lexington. I was here in New Jersey. I never, never really had like a preference where I asked my parents. Like, I want to go to New Jersey for the summer. I just like get dropped off here somehow. But yeah, I just enjoyed it. Like I knew that a lot of people, like especially in Kentucky, didn't really come up here. If they were here, they wouldn't weren't as comfortable. It's not like I knew everything that was going on here or was 100% comfortable. But yeah, just being uncomfortable in like different random places and different locations, I think that's something that a lot of the traveling we did growing up really helped out with.
0: Shortly after moving into their first home in Kentucky, Jake's family made their way back to the Philippines for a visit. They haven't been back to the Philippines since they moved in 2001.
1: I definitely missed it. I didn't necessarily know or understand why. It was just because it was, it was home. It was like where I came from. I was like, why is it getting so cold? Why is it winter? Stuff like that. But what I was do you never, think
0: you missed specifically?
1: I don't know if I missed anything specifically other than like certain foods like Jollibee, which is here now in America. But Jollibee, like my grandma's house going there was always a good place for me. None of my family went back because at the time we were going through like naturalization as a citizen, to be a US citizen. So it took about it took us like five or six years until oh no six years until we could come back to the Philippines.
0: What is that process like as a family?
1: I do remember my parents they were they would always be talking to lawyers, getting their papers set up. They were just I guess they wanted to do it the right way. They want to be as straight as possible, like the quickest way to be a citizen even though it still takes a couple of years.
0: They took this trip, this trip back home to the Philippines in 2007.
1: That was, that was a really fun trip because it was just like, I was back home, but things changed a lot like in those six years. A lot of developments were built, a lot of, like, new malls. A lot of it, like, I didn't even recognize anymore just because it changed so much. But our actual home, like, my grandparents' home that we lived in, basically stayed the same. So it was great to go back to, like, my old childhood home and just walk around there and, like, just look at the weird stairs that kind of seemed like they were floating. Remembering all these little hijinks I did as a little kid. Yeah. Just kind of brought it all back.
0: Is that trip? I know it's like 18-hour flight, but is that like an expensive trip for like
1: a family of five? Yeah, I, th- I don't know how much it is, but it's probably over a $1,000 per ticket. Especially, it was a big trip because we we're, it's like you go from Lexington to Detroit, then Detroit to Japan, then Japan to the Philippines. Jeez. So it's like a whole, it could go up to like a 24-hour journey, easily. Yeah. Like it sucked <laughs> to travel 24 hours, but nothing you can do about it.
0: And this wasn't some kind of normal, short family vacation kind of trip. Not like a week in Disneyland or a 10-day vacation. They stayed in the Philippines for a majority of the summer. For two and a half months.
1: It was just nice to like spend time with my grandparents there that I didn't really see that often. Because on my dad's side, my grandfather and my grandmother didn't really come over to visit that often to the States. So it was nice to see them. Like whenever we stay in the Philippines, especially for a long period of time, we'll try to stay each like a certain amount of time with each part of the family, especially like with me or my siblings, you have to go to my dad's side and my mom's side. So, you know, it's nice to just see them again because we all lived in those houses for like certain periods of time, like a couple of years each at a time. So
0: yeah, it's like a homecoming. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically like a homecoming tour.
0: Coming up after the break, Jake's homecoming tour continues, but first, in order to return, he has to travel a bit further away from home. episode of back home is brought to you by my patients for the mta please don't misunderstand me this podcast is not sponsored at all but in order to make this show possible i definitely had to put in a lot of commuter hours the great thing about commutes though is that it's great for listening to podcasts so if you like this episode and you like the show make sure to share it with your friends and family If you're feeling super generous, you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Also, feel free to email me your thoughts about the show at thebackhomepodcast at gmail.com. Who knows? Maybe next time I'm on the subway, I can look over my shoulder and I'll see a fellow passenger listening to the Back Home Podcast. That would be actually pretty cool. Now, without further ado, back to the episode. Jake was pretty used to traveling. He traveled with his family, he traveled by himself, and no matter where his travels took him, he never felt like he was alone. Family was pretty spread out. Wherever he went, if he wasn't already with family, there was some kind of family member or family friend waiting for him on the opposite end of his trip. It wasn't until the summer of 2016, that feeling, that feeling of traveling but not being alone, changed. Up to that point, Jake had been attending college at the University of Kentucky for three years for accounting and finance.
1: In college, I was living at home for the first two years and it was still in Lexington, so it basically felt like high school, but my commute was longer. Didn't feel much different from high school, but I think after my, my junior year, I had an internship in D.C. for the summer, so this is like summer 2016.
0: He was already living away from home, in an apartment with a roommate.
1: It still didn't feel like I would left home yet. I'd come back home with Tupperwares and iron shirts, so <laughs> it didn't feel much different other than like my commute was shorter then at that point.
0: Jake stayed local for college, mainly because he received the most scholarships from the University of Kentucky.
1: My mom worked at UK, she works there still as a, as a nurse oh, in the hospital, okay. so I got half off tuition there. I got a couple other scholarships there. It ended up being that I got paid to go to college every semester because my scholarships were like greater than my tuition, so the amount that was greater was like deposited in my bank account. It was crazy, it was cool, I had so much money as a college student.
0: But, he didn't stay in Kentucky for long. His studies took him elsewhere. First, he went to D.C. for a summer internship. What kind of internship was
1: it? It was for the same company I work for now. So it was like an audit internship. Not much really happened there. After my internship, it was like August by then, I think. So I had like a couple days at home, like a day at home. Then we had a trip for like a week. Where like we went on a cruise. And then... With your fam? Yeah, with my fam. And then after that cruise, I went to Korea. And, yeah, I was there from, like, August to, like, late December.
0: And there was something different about this trip. Something different about this travel experience that was new to Jake. Aside from extending how long he's been away from Kentucky, he was going somewhere that was completely new. Somewhere where nothing was familiar to him.
1: That was, like, the first time I'd really not the first time I felt like an outsider but like every single time I was out there I felt so different from everybody cuz like coming to America just seeing white people was fine like I was used to white people I was used to country people I was used to like all these other types but I wasn't used to just being around east Asians there is a certain dynamic between people from just like east Asia like China, Korea, and Japan and then Southeast Asia there's just like a little bit of a, yeah, you know, I don't know how to explain. There's like a racial thing going on because like Filipinos move to Korea as like to do like domestic work usually, like domestic help. They're working in the homes, cleaning stuff. I see. So there's like that kind of thing. It was like felt really weird. Like here in America, if you're Filipino, people probably think you're a doctor, or some kind of medical nurse, whatever. You know, that's the thought of Filipinos from Americans. What's the thought of Filipinos from Koreans? They see them more as like domestic help, people that like do the the dirty work. So it's a very different like vibe and feel that that's kinda of had me scared to go there. So I like, could tell people like just looking at me, they're like, what is he doing here? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my first time being all completely alone in a place I'd never been. Like usually in Kentucky we'd know I'd know somebody already. Or, or like have they have would know kind of family have like some kind of family member or, or have my sister have my sister's teacher or something like that so like there's always a familiarity somewhere this is the first time i was somewhere completely unfamiliar there's like a completely unfamiliar place so, like i could really there's no expectations of me from other people really i was a blank slate blank slate yeah blank slate to all these people they did not know who i was they don't know where i came from so it's kind of my opportunity to kind of this is going to sound creepy but just to no, <laughs> so kind of like just tweak and like test my personality certain types of like if I can like test people, or if I could like act a certain way and see how people would like it, because no one knew who I was, I got to like build a persona almost. Throughout college, especially at UK, University of Kentucky, in class I was pretty reserved. I didn't really like go out and try to meet people. I wasn't really interested because like I'd just come home and like hang out with my cousins. I'm like I didn't need friends. I had my cousins, you know. So that was like a big part of it, like had to, for the first time, like go out and like try to be social. Cause like a lot of my friends have been like old long-term friends from childhood. It's so, like, we just knew each other, like from the jump, you know, we don't even know how we know each other.
0: But when it came to meeting new people, he was more introverted, or at least he used to be.
1: And around my family, I'm like, I'm like how I am now with you. Just like, just talking very chill. Like, But like around strangers, especially people I don't know, that are trying to be friends with me. I'm usually very guarded pretty reserved and I had to get away from that in Korea because there's no way I could have a good experience there without like a good group of friends you know yeah. so like I really had to I learned the importance like being that like bubbly person like having to bring it out in front of strangers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about like that retail voice you have to bring up yeah um, just to like kind of bring people in and then you kind of soften up you kind of talk normal
0: before he knew it making this effort to be social wasn't as much of a challenge anymore. Jake started to make connections of his own in this new space, all by himself.
1: Everything that we went to was like, it was the first time for everyone, which is a really cool experience. It was never like, like if you took me out to the city, you'd take me somewhere you know generally. And like you'd kind of lead the way, you know everything to talk about it. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's the thing here. I went here in like the third grade or whatever. But everyone was like experiencing it for the first time, which is cool, just like in general.
0: Jake was making new experiences and he was making more friends than even he could keep up with.
1: They're all like a bunch of groups of people. They're like separated, but all in one bar. Like these people don't talk to each other. These people don't really know each other. But I was there with one group of friends. And then as I was walking to the bathroom, it was never just like a straight shot to the bathroom. It was like, hey, Jake, come over here. Let's take shots. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I have to go to that table. Then after I take shots to that table, I have to go to the other table, talk to people. I have to like chop it up with all these tables, all these groups. And I'm like, I'm just trying to go to the bathroom. It got to that point. Like, I was like,
0: Jake's time away from Kentucky didn't stop there. After his study abroad program was complete, he traveled to the Philippines for the holidays. He still had one year left of his undergraduate program to complete once he went back to Kentucky. He figured this was the best time.
1: Why'd you go back? Cause it's- Cause it was close. It's close and it's, yeah, might as well. And it was Christmas time. And I really want to spend Christmas in the Philippines. You can feel it. Like kind of like when you're in the middle of, in the middle of the city and like it's all just decorated really nice. It's like that, but that's like everywhere. Even now to the the stoplights at the intersection, they love we love Christmas there. So the green light is a tree, the yellow light is a stu- is a I forget what the yellow light is, but the red light's a star.
0: It's like going all out. Christmas
1: yeah, they, they go all out. So I want to spend time with my family there, like my grandparents. they were getting older at that point. And
0: so that time you went back to the Philippines was that the second time you've been back, or how many times have you been back to the Philippines since you since
1: then? Went to I don't Lexington? know. Maybe like three or four times, like a, more more than enough, like a lot of times, yes. a, a lot.
0: Over the years, like any place, it changed.
1: Like when I was in the Philippines in 2007, when I first came there, I was just excited to be back and like just eat food and like just be in the the country, you know, just like that part itself was exciting. But then, when I came back, I made it more of a point to, uh, like, hang out with my grandparents or my aunts and uncles there. I tried to see that, like, emphasize that as part of my trip, especially, just because, oh, I think I appreciated my family a lot more and, like, what we've been through and what we've done together. I saw, like, from a much, like, from, like, a more bird's eye view, like, a bigger view. Like, I could see where my, why my grandma is, like, in this house right now, like, I could I understood like that more than when I was a little kid. I was like, "I'm at grandma's house. Like, this is fun." Like, but now I understood like what kind of things that like we all went through to get to like these places like that we are now. Yeah. And, like I just saw these little things that like affected us from the past a little bit more. And then I saw that I was like, I was there by myself pretty much. Like, no one else in my family was there. So, and it was also a big transition for me, like becoming an adult. It's hard to like, get out of the Philippines, it's hard to really get out there and be successful if you stay there. It's really difficult. It takes a lot more work than it would like if you lived here, just because opportunities aren't the same. And I, I noticed that, I noticed why my parents wanted us to move. Because like, I saw like, my city, Manila, in different snapshots, and like my family and friends in different snapshots of their lives and I understood more why my parents wanted to move to America and why I have to do well for my family. Like I understood that a lot more in the Philippines. Like it hit me as an adult now.
0: After his trip back to the Philippines, after being away from Lexington for over five months, he returned and finished with school. But after traveling to DC for his internship, and studying abroad in Korea and returning to the Philippines to visit family, he knew his days in Lexington were numbered. Like, were you growing tired of it at all, or?
1: Not tired of it. I just knew that there's a bit of restlessness, for sure, that I had felt that I'd been staying in the same place for too long. Because, like, my whole story, like, I keep moving around. Like, even growing up, we moved houses a lot. So I was used to this moving around and not settling in one place necessarily, so that was a big part of it.
0: Jake already knew that after graduation, he'd have a job. It was with the same company he interned for in D.C., and they had multiple locations throughout the country. He requested to be located to New York City. He had met some friends from his trip abroad who lived there. It was familiar to him as well. His family had made trips to the city before. And back in December, during his most recent trip to the Philippines, his aunt offered her Jersey City apartment for him to live in.
1: Yeah, my aunt just offered her apartment up to me. Like, I was like, I didn't consider this place because there are other people renting it. I didn't know if that was a big deal or not.
0: It wasn't a big deal. A couple of months after graduation, he moved. But... He was coming back to the first place he came to when he moved to the States with his family. That kind of was a big deal.
1: We drove, so... We? Oh, I drove. My yeah. mom sat in the passenger seat. Okay. <laughs> but she was, she was fine. Yeah, I just drove up. It's about a 12-hour drive. Long-ass drive. We just had a bunch of stuff packed in the car. Not much, though. Like, all this furniture here right now that you see, like... The wooden one, the wooden stuff especially, was still here. Okay. It was already here, and then we came to the apartment. It was, it was a mess. Like no was one, it really? people left. It was left vacant for like two or three weeks, so it was very dusty. It was very just like, and they didn't really clean it very often. Uh, Cause there, were, there was an older couple that lived here, so we had to do a lot of work. It was kind of creepy. There, I'd see a cockroach every day, and I didn't. I had to to battle them. I had to, like, fucking fight those cockroaches. Now they're gone. I haven't seen them in a long time. But, like, the first few days, I was, like, so apprehensive. I was like, fuck, why did I move here? I was thinking that I was like, I have to clean, I have to paint all the walls, and I have to watch out for cockroaches. I don't have a bed yet here.
0: Ooh.
1: (laughs) I I was sleeping on an air mattress on the floor, basically, and I was like, they were really just like in the bathroom okay. and like somewhere here in the kitchen, but like they're gone. Don't worry.
0: I'm, I'm good. Wait, is it, did I look concerned? No, no, no. <laughs> I
1: know you don't. You don't look. No, you don't look concerned at all. But I just wanna. I just wanna put that out there. That it. Like, it's fine. That it's straight. <laughs> I kept it clean. I feel like they probably ate in their rooms or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've kept it really clean so far. But it was, it was rough, especially because like I had to start a Warby too. I was working at Warby and painting. And it was just my mom here. And I didn't want her to do everything.
0: Yeah. Oh, so how long was she here with you?
1: I think over over a week. That's not bad. But we did a lot of shit here to, like, clean it up and paint the walls. And, like, tore out all these, like, baseboards on the bottom. It was, like, kind of gross. And there's a lot of stuff that we had to do Mm -hmm. to, like, me feeling okay, like, having people here. Yeah. Because it it wasn't in good shape. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared to live here.
0: That was months ago now. He's comfortable in his apartment, and he's really made it his own:
1: To me, this feels like my home now, and I've, I own this, I own this space, basically, because like, I can do whatever I want and like tear down that wall, like, and home now I have like, this freedom to mess with it. Never really had that growing. Up. I don't think a lot of people <laughs> this is completely new to me. I don't even know like how to yeah how to like unpack where I'm living now because it's a very new experience. Like, this is not me, this is, I don't know where this came from.
0: (laughs) He points to the China cabinet next to us. It's been in this space way before him, and it isn't something you expect to see in a typical 23-year-old guy's apartment. In it, there's a framed photo of ASAP Rocky. Next to it, there are some gaming headphones. Above it, there's a photograph of his family. It was taken shortly after his younger brother was born. And on the top shelf of this china cabinet, there's a figurine of Jesus Christ. My mom was
1: like, my mom was like you gotta have Jesus somewhere in here.
0: <laughs> you yeah, have the exact Rocky picture. And then there's
1: detail. like a family photo right here too.
0: Of your family? Yeah, you want to see it? Like yes, please. Yeah, hold on.
1: This is like how I still imagine my family. I don't remember when this was taken. Maybe like right when my brother was born, so like around '97. Oh my god! Like I made sure to take that back, take that from Kentucky when I came back in like I don't remember in August. Yeah. Because I forgot to bring it with me. Mm-hmm. I remember that picture frame when you first took the picture. Like I still remember, like where it was in our, our home.
0: Where
1: was it? It's like it's just on a shelf in my mom's room or something. And then I think me and my brother were playing one day, and then we it fell off, and the frame broke. So there's no glass. Oh, okay. Yeah. So crazy. I remember that.
0: That's very wild. Well. That's yeah. crazy.
1: My parents were I'm
0: trying
1: to think. Well, like twenty-eight. Eight 20s? Wow. Twenty-eight for my dad. Oh no, for my mom, twenty-nine. Wow. 28, and twenty-nine. Yeah.
0: That's wild.
1: Because they were all—they're both really young when they had. They had, was, yeah, especially when they had my sister kids. it was almost 10 11 years since I'd been back to this very apartment
0: so you've been here before since the first time you guys came
1: yeah yeah definitely and also like I made sure to I, I was in the city in January 2018 like earlier this year and I made sure to like stop by here because I knew I was coming here mm-hmm. So I made sure to like walk around Jersey City and like take it all in before I, like, actually moved here.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was pretty emotional because I was, like, by myself, and I was like, damn, I went through a lot. My family went through a lot. I was, like, standing over there in front of, like, the skyline.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there were people living here, so you couldn't, like, be uh, in Yeah, I couldn't
1: much. be in here. Yeah. But, like, I saw it, like, I walked past it, like, I got off the path and saw it. And I'm like, damn, I'm gonna live there. And, like, it was weird. I was gonna, I'm gonna live there in four or five months from now, like, in jan- when I was there in, here in January, I was like, this is fucking crazy. It's like, I lived here as a little kid. I came here for for the summers, and now this is gonna be my home, all by myself, all to myself. That's a very new, strange experience for me, cause like I've been saying, I grew up in houses of over 10, 12 people at a time, always chaotic, always some sort of noise going on. And now my days here are just spent in like calm, Serene, quiet. Because at the time, growing up, personal space was a luxury. And this feels very luxurious to me, even still to this day, just being by myself, having this place all to myself. It's like a very strange new feeling for me. I think because we moved around a lot, I wasn't really attached to a single space. It was more like home was my grandma's house on my dad's side, and also my grandparents house on my mom's side also my grandpa's house it was like the home was a lot of different places yeah. home was really where my family was and family means extends to my great uncle all the way down to like my nieces and nephews i'm very lucky to like call a lot of places home like even when i go back to dc and hang out with my cousins there at their house like i feel I lived there for a couple months, so I feel so at home there. I feel relaxed and unguarded. And I'm with my family and we're surrounded by people I love and people that love me. So it's like that's home means a lot of different things.
0: Jake's been all over. He's traveled to new places. He's returned to old places. But wherever he goes, he knows he can always return home. And home will be wherever his family is, wherever that may be.